Good morning, Jim. How are you doing today? Good morning, Arrow. I'm doing all right. How are you? Uh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of today's radio people because I didn't have this book when I when I was that jock that was on the air. I I, I needed this book. All I had was Joel Whitburn and little paragraphs. But you are so <laughs> in detail. You are giving things to to everybody, every generation that just needs to be held on to. There was a sense that I wanted to put these stories between covers before it got too long and before you know, we all. None of us make it out alive, as yep. Jim Morrison famously said. Um, it, it's a sense of legacy, I guess, in a way. And I knew and I had some very good stories and very in-depth stories. And let's put them all together and recontextualize the stories in terms of the relationship I had with the artist and how it went down uh, over, you know, sometimes over several years, not just a one-hit kind of thing. Uh, so we varied uh, from artist to artist and had long relationships with uh, Ray and Dave Davies, uh, Warren Zevon, Jerry Lee yes, Lewis, certainly. Yes. Um, so, you know, it... Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to uh, revisit and reshape. Don't you love those moments when you step into that space of a creative mind and you know they want to share their story and, and you get to be a part of that journey forward? Yeah, and, you know, I think part of the key to what I do anyway was, is trying to get on the right wavelength with the artist and whether it be through humor, which is often yep, the yep. way it happens, uh, or, or just... Uh, Letting the artist know that I do know the work, I, I've done the research, I'm a fan, whatever you want to call it, and therefore the questions are not going to be stupid. And I think once that happens, the artist can loosen up or go, oh, okay, we can talk about music now. It's not just a you know a, a celebrity uh, bullshit thing. Oops. Um, and um, it's the kind of thing where. Uh, Richard Thompson, for instance, was able to talk about the process. And it was terrific, uh, you know, about how these songs came together. And, you know, some of the stories are, are about that. Some of them are more, you know, offstage, off color, if you want to call them that. Um, but Thompson in particular was able to talk about the music making and what makes for a good song and um, what makes for a good cover song. And uh, anyway, very uh, a, a lot of range in the book, I guess I would say, from uh, you know the profane and Marbal to uh, well, in Roy Orbison's case, uh, yeah. very spiritual. You know, did you ever have equipment failure? And, and the reason why I bring that up is because I'll never forget my moment with Yoko Ono, where she was on the she was supposed to be in the studio, but I ended up putting a microphone on the smartphone and recording it that way because equipment you you've got to kick, you got to punt the ball. Yeah. Uh, it's happened. <laughs> it has happened. Uh, there have been a few times where, yep, nothing recorded. And your choices there are to punt and go, okay, nothing. I just lost this. Or to ring back or call back or, you know, talk to the publicist and say, you know, tail between your legs. Say, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and sometimes it'll be redone. Other times not. <laughs> but it's happened. It's happened. I, You know, if you'd ask me specifically who I couldn't bring you there because I don't remember because I blocked it. <laughs> oh my God. You must be reading my notes because I, I even, I even I have a question here for that. I said, do you, have you done so many interviews to the point where it's like, I, I don't know if I talk to him. Let me go on Google and see if my name is connected to him somehow. Absolutely. Uh, I am somewhat infamous for talking to friends and they will say, well, especially have you generally, I guess I remember most of the people I interview. However, not all the people I've reviewed over the years. And I've had friends who say, have you seen uh, this man? And I'll go, no, 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 I never have. And then I'll do that. Oh, let's see. Let me Google this. And I'll, <laughs> yes. I'll one time I realized I had reviewed him not once, not twice, but three times. And 
had no recollection up until I read the review again and went, oh, yeah, that's right. I did do that. So, uh, you know, the mind has only so much space up there, right? Yep, yep. I was just on the phone with uh, Kip Winger just a few minutes ago, and we were talking about how the face of listening to classic rock has changed, that at his performances, the younger generation, 25 below, are in huge numbers. This book is so important because those younger adults, they need this book so they know the roots of where, where all of this is coming from. I, I think you're absolutely right, and and it's sort of coincidental, I guess, but I have been reading stories lately, what you're talking about, where a lot of people in their 20s, I guess, especially, maybe 30s, um, you know, maybe they were turned on to this slightly by their parents or just simply Spotify, YouTube, et cetera. The fact that all of this music is now available, easy, you know, at a, you know, at a click. And realizing that a whole lot of good stuff happened before they were born, before they were fans of music and the expanse is massive and i love the idea of people being able to go back in time and realize how good something was and how it still relates to their lives and i mean i did that when i was younger uh no, no internet of course i went out and bought records but i realized in growing up i missed some things um and when i went back uh, it was like, this is great. I mean, of course stuff happened before I was cognizant of it. And to have that sense of discovery or rediscovery is just, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing, and I'm really glad it's happening now. Asking the oddball question. I got kicked out of a Clay Aiken interview because I asked something very stupid. I thought it was a good question. They did not. Um, I My best one there is talking to, this is in the intro to the book, talking to Judas Priest, one of the guitar players. Forget which one. Uh, we It was a phone interview. We, we did the interview and got, got there. And at the end of it, I could not help but say, Rob, the singer, Rob is gay, right? Yeah. And he basically swore at me and hung up the phone. Okay. And the reason I asked was, uh, you know, not pejorative. I, I don't care. But there's so much gay imagery in the music on yeah. the record covers. Rob riding out in his motorcycle and you know, his ch- chaps. And But at the time, it was, no, I'm not going to talk about that. Go away. Up, up yours, you know. <laughs> then years, years later, Rob comes out as gay. And the hard rock heavy metal crowd goes, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, it was just... Uh, I, I think the idea that I had forced the question upon him and he was not expecting it. And it's like, you should expect it. You drop these images all over the place. Come on. You know, I, I felt like I would be a bad interviewer if I at least didn't bring it up. And, you know, I mean, maybe he'd say, yeah, Rob's gay and we write about some gay stuff. You know, that would have been a breakthrough. <laughs> 21 of the artists featured in Backstage and Beyond are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. As the author and as the journalist, do you find yourself ever in a position where you just kind of cover your face with your hands going, oh, my God, I got to help share the journey? A little bit of that, and I guess especially, too, in rereading the book. I did a little bit of that last night to prep for the interview. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that was me and that was them. And Bowie, say, for instance, was like, yeah, that was an impressive interview. And, and he, he really went deep mm-hmm. and thoughtful. Um, and did the same with Iggy Pop, same thing. Uh, you know, despite his onstage image, he's quite an intellectual and uh, an extremely witty guy. And 
you know, there, there are times where I was going, yeah, it, it's, it was special to have these relationships develop over time and be able to be on that kind of wavelength that they were on. Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations with this book. I'm so proud of you for finally releasing this because it's, it's now a part of our lives in the way that we can turn it one page at a time and take it all in at our own pace. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Please come back to this show anytime in the future, Jim. I'd like to see in October when Volume Two comes out. Let's do it. Let's 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 book it right now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you, you be brilliant, okay, sir? Yes, sir.